Know Your Food with Warty, episode 113. For links and more, visit the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 113. See you there. Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty in Southwest Oregon, a traditional food blogger at ganalfglins.com and knowyourfoodpodcast.com. I'm glad you're here. This is the podcast where we're all about ditching those poisonous processed foods, breaking free from the conventional food paradigm, and instead embracing whole foods raised, saved, and prepared with traditional methods. It's fun, it's delicious, and it's healthy. You're on your way to looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate you all. More than you know, it seems that every week this podcast reaches more people and I hear from more of you, and it's a blessing um, to hear feedback, to hear how the different guests and tips we share are helping you, and so just keep sharing with me because I love it. It keeps me going. And um, so let's start with the tip of the week. This is um, just because... um, Essential oils, they're just so wonderful. So I keep gravitating to essential oil tips lately. However, this one's fantastic. It comes from um, traditional cooking school writer Lindsay. However, she guest posted it on another blog called Home for the Win. It's about homemaking. And it's a DIY antifungal roll-on that she makes with essential oils. And I made it for our family. Um, One member of our family in particular is testing it out now. And I'd love for someone else to try it. Give me your take on it. Apparently, um, it works for fungal infections. You roll it on the skin. Um, And, you know, these are common. Athlete's foot um, or um, rashes you might have on different parts of the body that's um, a symptom side effect of candida infection. And so here's how you do it. It's very simple. Um, And I'll have links to... uh, links to it in the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 113. So what one thing you're going to need is a glass roll-on bottle, and it's a 15 millimeter size, sorry, milliliter size. Um, it's dark colored, so the ones I have are blue because you don't want your oil blend hitting the light. Uh, so you'll need that. And so, you know, the, the, the roller thing's popped out, and you're filling it. And you're filling it with... Um, These are the oils that Lindsay recommends, and they're the ones I started with. So patchouli, tea tree, lavender, clove, and peppermint. And the first four, you're using um, 10 drops of each, and the last one, you're using six to eight. And I actually am doubling this recipe um, in that roll-on bottle because it can carry that much. It doesn't quite hold triple, I found. So, uh, So, you know, 20 drops of patchouli, tea tree, lavender, and clove, and then um, a single recipe is five to eight drops of peppermint, so double that, so you're at 10 to 16 drops of peppermint, and then you're putting your carrier oil on top of that, so 30 drops for a single recipe, 60 drops would be doubled, and you'd use fractionated coconut oil, jojoba oil, you know, a liquid carrier oil, pop the roller ball in, and then shake well and apply daily, or a couple times daily, and you want to keep using it for about a week at least after the fungal infection is gone. So that's the tip of the week. The full directions are going to be at the show notes for you, Um, but it's easy. It smells good, Um, and 
I think it works. So knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 113 to get a link to the full directions for that um, DIY antifungal roll-on using essential oils with antifungal properties. Let's take a quick break and then I will be back with the main topic of today's podcast. Hi, I'm Wardy, a traditional cooking expert and food blogger at Ganalfglins.com. For years, my family struggled with food-related health problems, but we don't anymore. And I'd love to show you that preparing whole foods with traditional methods is easy, delicious, and super good for you too. So just go to traditionalcookingschool.com slash free, and I'll show you how easily you can do it too. I'll give you five free videos that include my favorite traditional cooking techniques, plus printable at-a-glance fact sheets as a handy reference. So, if you're ready to start looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good, then visit traditionalcookingschool.com slash free today. Okay, I've got another episode here devoted to a listener question. And to be honest, I've received this question from a number of people. Um, and so I'm, I can't really credit it to one person. So let's just say this is for all of you. I've mentioned... Um, you know, in meetings with members, discussions with members on the podcast that I have been um, following the Trim Healthy Mama diet plan since mid-May of 2014. So it's now been a year and I've been doing it with traditional foods and people have been asking me, can you tell us more about that? Well, since it's my Trimiversary, which is what, um, you know, you're anniversary on Trim Healthy Mama is called. I figured it was the appropriate time to do this episode. So it's been one year. And so I'm going to talk about it. And just so you know, um, this is a podcast episode, but yesterday on the blog, or I should say yesterday when you're listening to this, um, I released um, a post with the whole story and pictures and everything. So if you just go to the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 113, you'll find a link there to the post that has everything I'm sharing with you. And as of right now, when I'm recording this, that post is in draft. So I'm going to be revisiting it um, up until it's published. So um, it's also possible that post will contain more than what I'm sharing now because maybe something else will come to mind in revision. So definitely check that out. I'm also going to include pictures and links to recipes and meal ideas. So uh, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 113 will give you the whole scoop and possibly even updates uh, to what I'm talking about here in the recording. All right, so I'm just going to start. This is just my story um, uh, about being on Trim Healthy Mama for the last year. So since mid-May of 2014, so that's about a year ago, I've lost more than 30 pounds. People who know me in real life uh, may you know, may be wondering, like, you know, did you really have 30 pounds to lose, Wardy? Well, I'm tall and I carry it well. I think it, it was noticeable. It was getting more noticeable as time went on. Um, I did need to lose it. Um, and even if other people didn't notice, I sure did. It was making me depressed. It's getting in my way. Uh, sure didn't like it. Clothes were getting tight. Uh, you know how that feels if you've ever been in a position where you're just, you know, you weigh more than you want to weigh. <laughs> and, and it's not about numbers necessarily. It's about, you know, 
clothes being tight and uncomfortable, not looking good. Um, it's about all of that. So, you know, it, I just, I was at a point back then that's where I found myself unhappy in my own skin. And I had been trying other ways to lose it. Like I'd been working out regularly for a couple of years. I was watching my carbs yet. And I'd been eating healthy. As you all know, my traditional food store, I've been eating healthy for a long time. And overall I was healthy. It's just that the weight was slowly creeping up, not by excessive amounts, but a little bit. And you know, over time that adds up. So that's where I was last May. And again, go to, um, the show notes so you can get a link to my before and after photos, even though I'll just tell you, you know, so you're not surprised when you get there. I don't believe that I have a full body photo to show you from before because you know how that goes. You don't want those kind of photos (laughs) lasting, but I know there's at least going to be a photo there of my face and you can tell the difference, um, from seeing my before and after face, the chubbiness. Um, so numbers really quick, 30 pounds lost. And you know what? For the first time in my life, I don't actually know how much I weigh because our scale isn't reliable. All I know is that nobody has touched it in terms of calibrating it for the last year. I haven't let them. I just know how much it's dropped. So it's sort of like I know where it started and I know where it is now. And I know there's a 30 pound difference there. And I also want to add, it hasn't been just following this um, eating plan and I'm going to get to that. I've done it all with traditional foods. It hasn't just been that. I have kept up my weightlifting. So I've seen um, things I've never seen in my whole life. In addition to the weight loss, I've seen a buildup of muscle. So, you know, I've lost weight before in the past and it's been muscle. So now I'm not losing muscle. I'm actually building muscle because I'm lifting weights and I'm, I'm seeing a change in shape and overall weight. So, um, so let's talk about how this happened. First of all, these are the, the do's, or I could, or I could say it, um, the things I said yes to in the past year. I ate all traditional foods, so that didn't change because I believe in them. They're nourishing. They are nutrient-dense. They're delicious. They embrace God's design. Um, they're the foods that I'm passionate about, and which we talk about all the time. So no matter what I was going to do, you know, it had to be all about that. Um, I told you I was watching my carbs before. Well, I was able to start eating more of them, um, than I'd been eating before. Another thing that was a yes, um, satisfaction and being in love with my food. It tasted so good. It was so satisfying. I also felt more energized and purposeful. Now I know this happens when you start meeting your goals. Um, you know, you're just happier instead of being depressed, you're on fire. So, um, it had really positive effects on my outlook and all along I lost weight steadily and regularly now. So those are the things I told you I did or the things I said yes to. Well, what about the things I didn't do? Well, I didn't, um, deprive myself. So there was no deprivation. I didn't eat any, what I call Franken foods. And I'm sure you've heard that food be that term before. So, you know, we talk about whole foods or real foods or unrefined foods. Well, Franken foods are foods that would come out of a lab. Um, I didn't follow any kind of, um, diet or eating plan that was hard. I didn't lose dramatic or scary amounts of weight all at once. That would suggest, um, starvation. 
or deprivation, so that wasn't part of it. And so maybe you're saying this doesn't make any sense. Now, I've already told you the punchline uh, because I set it up with I'm telling you about um, how I followed... I told you what I'm going to talk to you about today is about following the Trim Healthy Mama diet with traditional foods. So that's the answer, how this is all possible, how I could do traditional foods, lose weight steadily and regularly without being deprived, um, without eating frankenfoods. It was following the Trim Healthy Mama diet plan with an emphasis on traditional foods. And as I told you before, this is my one-year anniversary, so it's called my Trimiversary. Now, if you're new to this, um, I just want to tell you what it's about in simple terms. So here's a simplistic overview of Trim Healthy Mama. Okay, so when you think about the foods we eat, you have fats, carbs, and protein. Well, the fats and carbs are fuel sources for our bodies. They provide us with fuel. Now, as we age or we get more sedentary, um, Obviously, we need less fuel to keep us going. However, most of us, or let me just speak for myself, uh, we age or get more sedentary, but we don't necessarily stop, uh, or we don't necessarily um, eat different amounts. We tend to eat the same amounts or even more if it's something we really like. So the result of that is that we're getting more fuel than we need. So if it's something we really like, maybe we're a little bit you know, gluttonous and we eat too much, or we're in a situation where our bodies have slowed down, our metabolism slowed down, or we're spending more time at the desk instead of out hiking. Um, so we need less fuel. So the result, we have too much and our body stores extra as fat. And so a lot of us experience that as kind of slow but steady weight gain over the years. It's a big uh-oh. Uh, well, for most of us, because we don't like it, right? So the simple way around this is what you do with Trim Healthy Mama, or probably people have come up with intuitively, maybe, um, is you don't eat. You either you know, reduce your portion sizes, or you avoid eating both types of fuels. So the fuels, again, are fats and carbs, so you avoid eating both of them in any given meal or snack. You do always eat protein. It's important. So the meals are either carbs and protein, or fat and protein. And that's how any one meal or snack provides your body with just one fuel source and therefore nothing extra, although we're not counting. This is just, or at least I'm not counting, it's just general. It's a kind of an easy way to do this without counting. So you don't have extra to store as fat. You're providing your body with the fuel it needs for that moment and there's no extra to go as fat. Um, and then your body's efficient your metabolism may speed up, and um, you start uh, losing weight. So um, here's just my honest assessment. I, in my experience, this has been fairly easy, weight loss. And I think that, like I told you about the two fuel sources, I honestly think it has something to do with just reduced calorie load as well. Because here's an example. If you're careful about keeping sugar down because you're keeping carbs down in a meal you're simply not having all those extra calories you were eating before. So they're not getting stored as fat either. Um, so there's something to this calorie equation too. And it's much deeper than calories in, calories out. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how the food is so good, we tend to eat more of it. And if there's um, sugar and fat in the meal, it just or the snack or the dessert, it's more than our body can consume 
or needs then for fuel, so it gets socked away as extra fat. So this kind of separating out your protein, carbs, kneading those together, eating your um, protein fat together is an easy way of um, watching your portions and watching your fuel sources without getting into, you know, numbers and weighing and all that stuff. Okay, so you might be wondering at this point, is there really something to this? Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to say it works for everyone. It probably doesn't work for everyone. And I know um, I've spent enough time on the different Trim Healthy Mama Facebook groups to know that there are some people that have um, more extreme like hormonal or health or gut issues where um, their bodies have to do some healing before it lets go of weight. So they're slower. Um, so it's different for everybody. All I can do right now is share my story with you. And I just want to point out, because I feel I should, that um, all I'm authorized to do is tell you my story. I'm not authorized by Trim Healthy Mama to teach or educate or anything. I'm just talking about my story. Um, and I am happy to share it with you. So let's get into some specifics now about how I've implemented this way of eating with 100% traditional foods. Um, there are two authors of the Trim Healthy Mama book. They're sisters. One of them is a traditional food lover. They both um, have a healthy bent. So Trim Healthy Mama is kind of a healthy diet plan overall. Um, traditional foods make appearances because of the one sister who loves them. Um, on the other hand, there are some convenience and what I would call frankenfoods in them. So the reason I'm sharing my take on the, take on it is because I want to show you how I followed it without using non-traditional foods, like fake sweeteners, um, you know, pasta that's adjusted for carbs, refined foods, or unnaturally defatted foods. Um, I, this may surprise you. I don't know. Um, but traditional foods lend, them, lend themselves very well to separating out their macronutrients, like the carbs and fat. Remember I told you we're combining them differently. Well, traditional foods, are easy, a lot of them are easily separated. And so some of my favorite meals are based on those traditional foods that I can easily separate out and combine well. I'll give you a couple examples. Um, a whole chicken. If you cook a whole chicken and do it in a crock pot. It's so easy. It'll be done. Start it tonight. It'll be done in the morning. Um, and then you're just taking the meat off the bones. Well, um, as you're taking the meat off the bones, keep the light meat separate from the dark meat. We probably all know the dark meat is the, the meat with the higher fat. So that's the um, meat that's going to go with your fat protein meals. The light meat is lower fat or low fat. So that's the meat that's going to go with your um, carb protein meals because the fat is lower. So that, that's an example of just a very straightforward way to take a whole food and separate it and use it on this plan. Another example would be homemade yogurt from raw milk or at least non-homogenized milk because we're counting on that natural process of the cream rising to the top. And just like if you put um, a gallon of fresh raw milk in the fridge, or at least non-homogenized, and the cream rises to the top, the same thing happens when you make yogurt from that milk. It may be cultured by the yogurt culture. However, it's non-homogenized, so the cream still rises to the top. And in the case of yogurt, 
That's soured cream. Well, what I do is I make the yogurt with the full fat milk and the cream at the top that's separated, I skim most of it away and I save it up and make cultured butter out of it. And the resulting yogurt is um, low fat then. Not because I have a problem with fat, but because I want to use the yogurt sometimes in those um, carb protein meals. So it not having fat is a benefit in that case. Now, I also want to point out about my homemade yogurt, and anybody can do this. If you make homemade yogurt, the, um, the general fermentation time is six to eight hours, I believe. Well, if you would ferment it for 24 hours, the yogurt culture would consume all the lactose, which is the milk sugar or the carbs in the milk. And so you, if you ferment for 24 hours, you have a complete reduction in the carbs. And so that yogurt then... The 24-hour fermented yogurt has no carbs. If you skim away the sour cream at the top, it also has no fat. So it's a fuel-neutral food. It doesn't have carbs or fat. It's just protein. And I'm not saying that that's the best yogurt. What I'm saying is if you have a weight loss goal and you want a food that's easily amenable to either fat protein meals or carb protein meals, that kind of yogurt is a traditional food that makes so much sense to use this way. I love it. What I do is I take that fuel neutral food and I might add some of the sour cream back to it in a morning smoothie and that would be considered an S smoothie because there's no sugar but the yogurt is protein and I've added some fat. Or I might take that yogurt that's skimmed, sugar's reduced, and I might eat it with some oats like uh, some pre-soaked oats, a yogurt bowl in the morning. And that would be a carb protein meal because I skimmed away all the fat and I combined it with carbs. So it's so uh, flexible to turn it into whatever kind of or type, I guess, a meal you want. Um, another example of a traditional food that works so well with this, and it's similar to yogurt, is um, homemade cheese. And as you know, I make homemade cheese and I don't think it's um, terribly hard especially because I focus on easy recipes. So look at the show notes um, and my Trim Healthy Mama story for links to these easy recipes. But the cheeses I make would be a homemade cheddar, a cottage cheese, or just an easy soft cheese. And while you can do them with whole milk, you can also skim the sweet cream off and make sweet butter or sour it into sour cream, whatever you want to do with the cream. Make ice cream. Um... And then make cheese out of that skimmed milk. So then your uh, cheese you make is naturally low fat. And so it can be used either, um, well, it can be used very flexibly. you got to think about the cheese, though. If the cheese had a long fermentation time, like the yogurt, the sugar would be reduced. So a low-fat cheese would also be low sugar. So it would be like the yogurt. It would be fuel-neutral. If the cheese you're making did not ferment a long time, then it's going to have sugar in there, so it's going to be carbs and protein. It won't have the fat because you'll have skimmed that away. So you think about that when you're taking that cheese and using it in dishes. Um, I think at this point it's important for me to kind of address maybe some things that are coming up in your head. And I think one of the common things people think is, that's not natural. We shouldn't be, you know, separating and... We just eat and embrace it all, and that is definitely valid. So let me address it in two ways. Um, first of all, 
separating food, like I've just talked about, skimming cream or picking apart the chicken and doing different things with the white from the dark. People have been doing that forever, just the same as people have been eating whole foods forever. So neither one of them is non-traditional. Um, we see evidence in history of doing both things, separating foods for different purposes or using the whole thing. So um, this idea of it's not natural is simply not true. It's what are you making? What are you eating? What food do you want to use in your meal or your snack or your dish? So the whole foods that lend themselves well to separating, you can use in that way. Um, the second thing is, this isn't meant to be a lifelong way of eating. If you have weight loss goals, this can help you in a specific way to tweak your diet to help you achieve, achieve those goals. It's the same thing when weightlifters like count calories or weigh their food or track their protein, fats, and carbs and eat them you know, at specific times and in specific configurations to meet their weightlifting goals. It's usually all centered around when they're working out and what kind of food they need when to power their muscles or recover their muscles or heal their muscles or provide the energy for the workout. Um, or the person who um, has compromised gut health and needs to restrict starches and sugars and eat more fermented foods. They have this specific plan to help them achieve a goal. And I believe that those of us who need to lose weight have a specific goal and that paying attention to um, the things that I've been talking about can help us achieve those goals. Our bodies are beautiful things. And somebody in perfect health in a perfect world, ideally, doesn't have to worry about this at all. And in fact, we all know examples of a person who's coming off the standard American diet and just goes to a traditional diet traditional food diet or a real food diet, and they lose 100 pounds right off the bat. Well, they didn't need to do anything specific. Then there's some of us who've been eating healthy a long time. Our gut health is compromised. We have allergies. We have, you know, something specific. And so what we do is we tweak our diet to help us meet those goals. And I think that's a beautiful thing, and it's a beautiful option we've been provided um, to pay attention to our bodies and the fuel sources and what works well for us. And so rather than me saying, trim healthy mama is the answer for everybody, what I'm really saying is this has worked for me to achieve weight loss goals. And in a nourishing and healthy way that I've been able to maintain, I felt fully satisfied and has, had, has had great benefits on my life, much more than even the weight. And all I've done is rearrange the um, order and type of food that I'm eating, like the times in which I eat what. I haven't changed the foods I'm eating. I haven't changed my overall nutrition. Um, so I hope that's clear. That uh, if you're, you know, if you're, if your head is saying it's not natural, and why would that be necessary? I hope I've made it clear that it is natural and it's okay for a time to meet a specific goal and that certain certain people need more help than a just, you know, traditional food diet gives them. Okay, so I think I've covered a lot there. I want to move on to some of my favorite foods. And this will be kind of the end of this podcast. So um, as I mentioned before, the types of meals you have on Trim Healthy Mama, and I'm making it very simple, um, just to the main types, that you have two. You have an S 
An S is for satisfying. That's a fat protein meal or snack. And you have an E, which is for energizing. And that's a carb protein meal or snack. So I want to talk about my favorites there. So we'll start with E. These are energizing carb protein meals or snacks. And there's like no formula for when you eat what. I kind of just, you know, wake up in the morning and um, whatever I feel like having for breakfast, I have one of them. So some days I might have one E and two S's. Some days I might have two E's and one S. Someday I might have all S's. You know, you, you can play with it. So let's talk about my favorite E. So these are carb protein. It is important that you don't have a ton of carbs. Um, so you keep that kind of minimal. Like if I was having oats, I'd have a half a cup of oats. If I'm having sourdough English muffin, you know, I wouldn't have two of them. I'd, depending on my hunger level, I might have a half of one toasted or I might have a whole one toasted. And so we do sourdough bread at home. And so the sourdough fermentation reduces the, um, the sugar in the bread. So it's wonderful. So I would either do English muffins or I would, I've been lately making, um, the, taking the English muffin dough and making it into a loaf pan. So it's like sliced sandwich bread. And I've talked about these things in future, in, uh, past podcasts. So all you have to do is refer to the show notes and kind of the archives to find these things. So um, if I'm going to have a sandwich or a bread-based meal, that's what I use in my sourdough bread. And then the protein, I might make it into a sandwich. I do a lot. So the protein comes from the meat I choose, and I just choose low-fat meats for this meal. So a can of wild salmon, um, or I might do some chicken breast cut up, um, and if you need a dressing on that, like you normally turn to mayo, which is fat, but you can't do that in an email. So a wonderful mayo is just to take your cottage cheese or your soft cheese and whiz it in the blender or food processor and add salt and herbs to it. And so then it's sort of like this, well, I just use it like mayo. So I will toss the salmon or the cut up chicken in it and I'll put that on my sandwich. And then, um, you don't use any cheese, although if I wanted to, I'd use like soft cheese or low-fat cottage cheese, um, and then your veggies, so cucumbers, lettuce, tomato, onions, whatever you want to put on it, and you've got a delicious sandwich, so delicious. Another alternative to the sourdough bread to make your sandwiches are in the Trim Healthy Mama book. They have a wonderful recipe for trim healthy pancakes, I think it is, and it's cottage cheese, egg whites, and oats, and it makes a wonderful um, pancake, so you can have it for breakfast with yogurt um, frozen fruit, frozen berries, I mean, which you've thawed and mashed or, you know, however, I'm just talking about the fact that they're berries. Um, so you can use them as pancakes for that kind of a e pancake meal. You can also take those pancakes and use them as your bread for sandwiches. So I've done, um, the same kind of sandwich I just mentioned as I do on sourdough bread. I use the Trim Healthy Mama pancakes for the bread. So a chicken or wild salmon um, or turkey breast sandwich with veggies and, and my mayo, which is based with yogurt or soft cheese or cottage cheese that I've blended up and seasoned. Another email, and I love this one I, for a snack or breakfast or lunch, is where I take my skimmed yogurt and just referring back to the yogurt, it's skimmed so the fat is reduced it's fermented for 24 hours, so the sugar is reduced. So it's fuel neutral. It's basically a protein source. 
And so I take that skimmed yogurt, a bowl of it, and I will add a half a cup or so of pre-soaked oats. Those are oats, oats that I've soaked like overnight in acidic water and then drained without agitating them because they kind of turn into glue from that starch and dry them in the dehydrator. So then they're sort of reverted back to the dry oat stage, but they've been soaked to reduce the phytic acid. And I'll just put that in my yogurt bowl. Um, and that is a carb source. So anything else I add to this meal can't be fat. Um, so I could do like unsweetened shredded coconut. I could do um, cinnamon. I could do kind of blanking, but that's the point. You can top your bowl. You just wouldn't want to use nuts or seeds because that has fat. Uh, you, you could go limited on the addition of like berry. You could do berries. You can add extracts for flavoring, like a lot of times I add lemon extract to my yogurt, and I'd whisk it in first before adding the oats so then it gets mixed in. And I sweeten with stevia, and I love stevia. I'll address that when I talk about desserts in a bit. Um, but I sweetened my yogurt to taste with stevia. So those are examples of my favorite E meals. Those are the carb-protein meals. Now let's talk about my favorite S meals. S is satisfying. The S meals are a combination of fat and protein. So I make these wonderful coconut flour wraps, so they're no-carb wraps. This you would find if you're a member of Traditional Cooking School um, in our Allergy-Free Cooking e-course, or you'd find in our Allergy-Free Cooking e-book. It's in the grain-free section. And those make wonderful no-carb wraps. And so then I'm basically able to have, um, like, you know, cheese and any meat in kind of a wrap sandwich or tacos just I wouldn't add any beans or rice because this is a no-carb meal. So I'm using the coconut flour wraps with a protein source, cheese, and any, you know, sandwich kind of toppings. Delicious. Um, when the family's having spaghetti, I will have meat sauce. And my noodles are like zoodles, which is spiralized zucchini, or I would have a baked spaghetti squash, and I'd use spaghetti squash as my noodles. Um, here's another one I love, taco salad. So when the family's having tacos and maybe I don't have coconut flour wraps made, then I will do a taco salad. So I'll do a bed of greens and I'll put the taco meat on that, top it with cheese and all the other taco toppings. It's delicious. Um, my, here's a smoothie I have often in the morning or lunch or even a snack is I take my skimmed yogurt that I told you about, the skimmed homemade yogurt. However, I add back some of that um, soured cream that I skimmed away. I just add some of it back, and then I add anything else I want. Lemon extract, stevia. I can add maca powder. Um, I could any any nuts or seeds, like chia seeds. Um, I could even, if it's a, if a day I'm weightlifting, I could add some non-denatured whey protein powder. I love this smoothie. Another S meal I love that I tend to have at least once a day is fried eggs in liberal amounts of butter. So fried eggs with butter, you can have bacon, cheese, you could do it as an omelet. So basically you're just not adding any bread, but you can have like avocado, you can have sauerkraut, you could have a salad on the side. Um, another thing, when we have pizza, I'll do um, einkorn sourdough crust for the family. And for me, I make a cauliflower pizza crust. And there will be a recipe linked for you if you uh, follow to the show notes to check that out. So those are some of my favorite E&S meals. Now, I just want to address separately this idea of dessert. Um, 
and desserts can be S or E, but they tend to be S. And so then the issue is, my notes are flying around here. So then the issue is if it's S, that means it's fat and protein. So you don't want to have any sugar. Well, how do you have sweet dessert without sugar? <laughs> well, first of all, let me just explain that one of the benefit, or just share, one of the benefits of me eating this way for the last year is I have finally kicked my sugar addiction. I am just not craving sugar anymore. Um, and I think it has to do with not having it because having it even on a regular basis is like this constant drip. So my productivity and my cravings, my productivity has increased, like the focus and clarity and energy has increased. My cravings have decreased to almost nothing. I mean, of course, there's certain times of the month, you know how that goes. So I really have broken my sugar addiction. It's been fantastic. It doesn't, so I eat very few sweetened foods, but it doesn't mean I don't. I just don't crave them. It's not like I have to have a fix every day of dessert. And so when I do have um, sweetened things, I use stevia. And stevia is an, naturally is an herb, <laughs> and it's sweet tasting without being sugar. And I'm completely comfortable with stevia. And I've chosen a brand that I love. It's Sweetleaf brand. I'm comfortable with their processing, and I love the taste. There's no aftertaste with Sweetleaf Stevia. So when I want something sweet, here's what I do. I will have tea sweet, sweetened with Stevia. It satisfies, you know, needing something sweet. I'll have my yogurt I mentioned before. I make a lemon yogurt, so I'll add Stevia to taste, lemon extract, and just whisk that into my skimmed yogurt. Um, or yogurt with a little bit of fat is fine. Um, dark chocolate, so like 90% dark chocolate has very little sugar. Um, and I also make cheesecake in jars. And um, I think it was episode 104, I talked about surprising things you can do with your crock pot. And one of those recipes I shared was cheesecake in jars. And you can make that cheesecake filling with, um, you know, cream cheese or your homemade soft cheese and you sweeten to taste with stevia. And so you end up with this fantastic cheesecake uh, that has no sugar and you can top it with mashed berries um, and it's fantastic. So we've come all the way <laughs> to the end. Um, I was really excited to share what this journey has been like for the last year. I mean, I feel not just this, but in many levels, m my life has changed a lot in the last year. And I think losing weight and feeling better about how I look, how I feel, has had a tremendous impact. And the fact that I feel that it took virtually no effort because I didn't change the foods I was eating, I just rearranged them. So it seemed like easy. It almost seemed like I was losing weight without even trying. Now, I don't mean to minimize it because I think I encourage you if you're interested to get the book because like I said, I'm not qualified or authorized to teach. Um, so you have to learn it for yourself, you know, get on the Facebook, the Trim Healthy Mama Facebook group and get help from the admins there and the people that are authorized to help you and get over that hump of um, understanding the principles. And once you understand the principles, you can and you can ho hopefully do it as easily as I did to rearrange what you're eating when and start separating the food, the traditional foods that naturally separate into um, patterns and meals, snacks that 
dishes that will benefit you on this journey. And I hope you end up like I have, feeling totally satisfied, um, getting results, being consistent, feeling good. (laughs) I mean, just the whole thing has been so wonderful and life-changing. And what excites me the most is that all along, it's been so healthy and nourishing, and I haven't had to change. I'm not afraid of change, but I believe in what we're doing. Traditional Cooking School, Know Your Food with Warty podcast, I believe in it. I think it's right. And like I talked about before, sometimes it's necessary to tweak. And so this diet plan to achieve a weight loss goal needed me to tweak what I was doing, but not change it, not deviate, not like abandon ship. I think that makes sense. And I hope it's encouraging to you. So I'm going to end now with saying that I look forward to your comments and your questions. Again, I'm not going to be able to advise you because this podcast was me sharing my story and what I've done. And that's all I'm able to do. I'm not authorized to do any more. In fact, um, Trim Healthy Mama, they've told me they're coming out with a training program, and that's why they're not letting anybody um, teach. <laughs> so I can't. Um, doesn't mean I don't want to hear from you, so we can share. I guess that's how I'll put it, is we can share. Um, so visit the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 113. So whether you're intrigued, where you, whether you've done it and you want to share, whether you have comments, about what I've shared, anything, just come and visit. And then that's why you're, where you'll find the links, you'll find pictures and more information about some of the things that I've done. Um, so I will leave it with that. God bless you. And I really look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to see you again soon. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode. Just go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash And then, without a space, just type the number of this episode. You'll get links and much more information about what we've been talking about. You can submit questions for future episodes. I love to answer your questions on the air. So go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash questions to submit them. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Warty while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes right in your browser. While you're there, please do leave a rating or review. I love to get them, love to read your comments, and they're invaluable to help other people find this podcast. Thank you so much.